recorded live at 4 Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. That's right, you are listening to Zed Games. This is 4 Z. I am Rani. I'm Paul. You, oh, yep. oh. <laughs> I just ah, took the initiative. Jesus. Way. Okay. I'm Caroline. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was, yeah, okay. It's well. technically episode 666, at least on our internal count. My throat uh, is destroyed now. So. Although, if you're listening to us on Z Digital, I believe the episode number is different. Like two behind or yeah. something. Yeah. <gasps> so Either way, you know, uh, pray Satan, all that, blah, 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 blah. You know. Or like whatever. Uh, or whatever a- evil angel, deity you believe in. Angel numbers is the other thing. That that's a thing. <laughs> anyway, um, this is this is Zed Games. We're gonna talk about games vaguely. Uh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't plan a six 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 themed episode. I did just go chaos mode, uh, which like always, is yes. really just me not planning anything. So we have the news. We we do like every mm-hmm. week. I'm going to do. I'm going to mix it up a bit. I'm going to do a book review. That's and um, Paul, whose Discord is very rudely interrupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Laptops should have a mute button on them, Paul. (laughs) What are you doing, you monster? Uh, Paul, what are you doing? Uh, I am going to be reviewing (laughs) games that are demonic in some way, but not. They're kind of friendly demonic, but sad. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. I'll, Sad game. I'll Na- namely, that. the newly released Birth. The newly released Birth. Is that okay. like, a, like a birth simulator? No, it's about making a friend out of dead bodies. Oh, okay, cool. So Fun. is that, that, w- that, I'm presuming that's what you've been playing recently. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm always playing a lot of things recently. Yeah, you yes. are. Every time yes, I open I Steam, that. it's like... Paul is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, yep, cool. You know what I had to start playing yesterday? What? Ghostmaster. Ghostmaster. From 2003, it's a, it's a strategy game where you have to haunt houses. It's like, oh, look, the teenagers are having a slumber party. I guess I'll put the, the chain ghost in the basement <laughs> and lure them down there and give them a spook. I, um, I, I would enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, and I, then I found out one of my PR guys used, like worked on it. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is small world. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I also like to just randomly uh, scare people in real life. I yeah. don't think any of my housemates have learned that yet. Oh well, no, I did get, I did get, I did get Zara. <laughs> <laughs> I did get Zara one day. I was sitting with the puzzle, uh, and um, yep, yeah, and they they were not expecting me to be there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Anyway, I snuck think up behind them and said, "Inflation." <laughs> <laughs> I think the economic one or the um yes yeah okay I I, I will drop that I think that we're gonna listen to some news now yeah how how does that sound I'll allow it you'll allow it yeah all right well you what if we're on YouTube here's some news with more scoops than a big bowl of ice cream here's this week's gaming news more Sims than the Sims. During a recent announcement showcase, Paradox Interactive has hinted at a new game called Life by You, which is very much in the style of The Sims. The reason this news is turning heads is that it's being developed by Rod Humble, 
the former head of Sims and CEO of Second Life Studio, Linden Labs. So there's a lot of excitement about how this could be a real contender for the crown of virtual life simulators. However, only a short teaser trailer has been released so far and there is currently a limited information available about the game. Full trailer and further details are expected in the coming weeks. Eshop Shutdown Everybody loves shopping on the Nintendo eShop, which is especially bad news for 3DS and Wii U owners. Nintendo are shutting down access to this service for these systems on March 27. Apparently, the little hamster that powers the server is being retired and taken to a nice farm. Hmm. So you have a few short weeks to go on eShop and buy those 3DS games you've always wanted. Or just hack the machine and download whatever you want forever. Wait, did I say that out loud? Oh, speaking of the Wii U, words floating around the internet that Wii U devices are prone to bricking, or terminally failing to turn on, if they're not used for extended periods of time. Like, several years worth of time. And let's be honest, that's pretty easy to do with the Wii U. So, if you're one of the dozens of Wii U owners out there, maybe check in on it and see how it's doing? Cheating's a drag, man. Battlestate Games, the developers of the tremendously popular war simulator Escape from Tarkov, have done something unusual about people who cheat in their game. Not content with just banning them outright, they've released the names of over 6,000 players who they say are using mods to cheat and otherwise make legit players' lives worse. I'm sure the parents of Cool Dude 69 are just dying from the shame that their son has brought upon their family. It's an interesting use of time from the development team who once claimed that adding female characters to their game would, check notes, just be too much work. Playdates are getting more expensive. Hey, remember that cool little yellow, tiny little handheld console with a crank? It was called the Playdate. And it came out and then no one could get it because it all sold out really quickly and it's still really hard to get. And well, anyway, the news is that it's getting a price increase. That's right, an increase. It's going up from 180 US dollars to 200 US dollars. And you still can't buy one. Well, you can, but you can order one. Anyway, to help make up for this though, Panic, the people behind the Playdate, have released a new on-device shopping network called Catalog. And it comes with two new free games, including this little adorable one called Recommendation Dog, where you're a little dog that runs a temp agency. It's very cute. And now, get your credit cards ready for these upcoming game releases! Today, March 9, we got Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, the Xbox Original, hey, even the Switch. Tiny Troopers Global Ops on PC, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox Original, and Switch. Train Life, a railway simulator for Switch, and Accuse for the Commodore 64. On March 14, we have Escape for the Red Planet on PC, and next week, Bayonetta Origins, Ceriza and the Lost Demon on Switch. And that's it for this week's gaming news. Back to the studio. Thank you. We're in the studio. We are it's in the us. studio. Hi. You know, you know what I think is fitting about just before we talk about the news. You know what I think is fitting about us doing six 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 in this studio as if we do the show in a different studio ever. <laughs> um, well, we used to be in the other one. But 
It's just that this studio is cursed, especially when Paul and I are in it. Exactly. We've had several explosions of happening. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the news was kind of interesting. Mm. I, I was very excited that uh, Cameron last minute added uh, all Playdate stuff because I accused him of neglecting my Playdate lust. Yes, I did see um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he, he put it in. Yeah. yeah. So it is funny. They, um, yeah, they're, they're increasing the price because they're like, yeah. You might have noticed the world over the last few years. It's like it's twenty bucks. We need we need it, but also it's not till next month. So if you really want to put it in order, you can. Also, it's such a niche advice device. It's like ten of you care, um, but it's awesome. The new games are cool, and there's more more stuff. Does anybody it. still have a DS? Yeah, I yeah. got my DS. I don't. Still I've got have my mine. DS, but that's because I think it bricked itself. Oh, so oh. I just got rid of it. I got my I DS Lite, my Nintendo yeah, DS I had a, 3DS. I had, I had a DS Lite, and then I got a 3DS, and then I saw yeah. that it was going to be made redundant, and so I was like, nah, I'm not going to keep this around. I got rid of my Game Boy as well, which I kind of regret, but Ooh. I don't like having things, so ah, that's me. You don't I can have solve the that. Gene. I don't have the So do you just gene. take the things? Yeah, just give them all to me. <laughs> no, I'm not going it, to. It's. No. Yes. It doesn't solve the problem. It's just yeah, too it just much creates stuff. it, m- makes it my problem. Yeah. So fair. how how many Donkey Konga Bongo sets do you own? Uh, none. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's you're very different to us. I, I also have quite a small wardrobe. Mm. Um, and so yes, I'm I'm of the can I pack up in about an hour and just like move. If if the answer is no, then I have too much if, stuff. Yeah, if, if you can't survive mm. in your bug out bag. Exactly. So, no. Exactly. We're prepping because uh, the world is cursed. Six six six. I, I anyway. nest. Yeah, same. Uh, I okay. Sandbags Everything. around the house. What else? Bunker was, down. What else yep. was on the news poll that uh, you found the interesting? New, the, the, there's the new Simsy game oh, yeah, uh, with Simsy men in charge, but that's probably quite a long way away. Mm. Uh, what else did we talk about? We yeah, yeah, eShop stuff. Hamster. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and sh- shaming um shaming uh cheaters, which is always fun. Yeah, look, it's. The news is news. Were there any um things coming out that you were particularly ex- particularly excited for? In the next, w- I mean, there's the the Bayonetta Origins, but yeah. I just I haven't finished three yet. I mean, it's a very different game, but I'm like I probably didn't need Bayonetta's that close together. Yeah. Um, mm. just in my mind. Um, I'm the coming out pretty soon is not in the next week, but um, that Terra Nil, a sort of um strategy game about. Uh, rejuvenating uh, a polluted landscape. Yeah, um, oh, that by, one. Yeah, Devolver yeah. Digital Publishing. Yeah, so that's coming out pretty soon. I'm pretty interested in that. Um, yeah, it's always a bunch of little things. Cause I, hmm. And there's always Ghostmaster. Always oh, Ghostmaster. <laughs> All right, Paul. <laughs> uh, how's your uh, Steam Deck going? Oh, I love it. It's in the bag. You want it oh, during the break? Oh, can I play with it? I'm going to play with it. So you're listening to Zed Games, is that it? You're listening to Zed Games. You're listening to Zed Games. Hello, you're listening to Zed Games. 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 Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Paul, what are they listening to? Film Club. Zed Games. <laughs> No, you are listening to Zed Games. I'm Ronnie, and I'm in studio with Caroline and Paul. Hello. I have 
uh, book review for you, actually. That's what I come to the video game for, show for. Exactly. Book for review. Film club. Books. Are, oh yeah, the film club. Oh gosh, gosh darn it. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, books are the original video game, of course. They are. They are. They are indeed. <laughs> uh, but but it is still video game related because this book is roughly video game related, and longtime listeners will know that I do occasionally pull a book review from somewhere. Like uh, Ready Player Two, and that that, that was dumpster fire. Um. Anyway, not to say bad things. <laughs> oh, say bad things. Do it. Do uh, it. Do it. You can listen back to that episode whenever that was. Um. So the book that I'm going to review today, this evening, is called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, by Gabrielle Zevin. Now you're wondering. How is this book related to video games? Well, the two Not really, no. the two protagonists are game devs, and the whole plot of the book is really about them making their first game and how it gets them really famous, and then the inevitable uh, flop of a second game, and <laughs> so mm. on and so forth. I was dragged in by the back of the blurb that says. Um, this is not a romance, but it is about love. And I was like, oh, okay, what is this? And then what I read love? on and I thought, oh, it was it was more about game development. And, like, just these two that were the big game nerds and how they met. They met while they were in hospital because her sister had cancer and he was in a car accident. Mm. And they were playing the Oregon Trail. And that oh. really got to me because oh. I played the Oregon Trail as a young child in America. So, so the original, not the, the new no, version. No, the original, game. not oh, the, the new version. Brisbane. The, yes, the, the new version <laughs> is a Brisbane game. And you should definitely So, So definitely how much of the that. book is dedicated to like when uh, Unity gets updated and they have to, you know... <laughs> So part of the book actually deals with the concept of not using other people's engines mm-hmm. and building your own from scratch. Um, and the sort of power dynamic that happens between the main girl and her professor and mm-hmm. how he sort of like, like her game dev professor and, and how he... So it's a bit a, creepy. If there's a game dev professor, I'm assuming it's pretty modern day. No, it's actually set. Well, I mean, I suppose. What do you consider modern? The I'm old, so um, any time like 2000 onwards. No, 90s. Where it was starts a game in dev the professor 90s. in the 90s. I'm furious. At MIT, you probably oh, did. Man, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it, it starts in the 90s and it's got that Y2K and it briefly touches on, you know, 9-11 and, and all of that because, and and that swap from, oh, single player sort of st- really big story base, level based game to MMORPGs and how they're trying to navigate changing things and and all of that. I don't know, it's really enjoyable. It's not so much like... I feel like books like Ready Player One are exactly what you'd think when you go, oh, it's a video game book, like it's a game, or it's a book set in a video game or yeah. whatever. It's pulpy references and yeah. action and... This yeah. this is, you know, the only sort of references that I've really clued on to in this book are D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's about it. Everything else is made up. Or um, maybe I think there was a reference to World of Warcraft, but... Even then, not really. So it just kind of 
it felt very much its own thing and like it wasn't trying to just pull references from mm, everywhere yeah it can, if it's in the 90s as well that was a particularly i mean all titans are interesting in game development and in phases so yeah that's when you know that's pre-indie res- um sort of becoming a mainstream thing so but you know indie was just as big as most studios were most studios were only like two to five people for a long time until, yeah. unless unless you're EA or something obviously yeah and then there were you know the chapters on whether or not they sell themselves like actually become sellouts when they're promoting their first game which was really popular like did they take the deal that is um, gonna give them more money and more fame and all of that or do they take the deal that seems more in line with their values and I'm not gonna tell you which one they do but I really enjoyed especially as I was reading how it was cut through with um like snippets of of them doing interviews later mm-hmm. so it was like oh we're we've reconnected at university let's make a game i always wanted to mm. make it like i really want to make a game with you sort of thing and then um just going from there uh cutting it back and forth was yeah. i really liked that but i'm biased because that's kind Cause, of how i'm writing when, a book you love when harry <laughs> met sally and i so. do love when <laughs> harry met sally i think i've only seen it once so sure i can say that rob Reiner used to be great. <laughs> <laughs> um no i i yeah i'm finding it thoroughly enjoyable it's also a book that has um so obviously he was in a car accident um that left him with like an actual permanent disability mm-hmm. Uh, so I really enjoyed just having the representation of disability in games as well, even though it's not like directly related. It becomes it's a big present. point mm-hmm. of of how they created their characters in their mm-hmm. games, which I thought was a brilliant mm-hmm. way of showing how your own life impacts the things that you create. But I also enjoyed that both of these characters came from very different cultural backgrounds. Neither of them are like white, white, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have something else. So she's Jewish, and I think there was something else. I can't remember all the facts, and I didn't write it down because the, that's who I am. And he's um, we're not here for facts. No, we're, we're not feelings. here for no. facts. He's half Korean. So, and then their their housemate who <laughs> just has a lot of money and um, <laughs> lets them use his apartment is Japanese and I think Korean as well, or or something like that. I'm, that might be wrong. The, the shortcut. We'll, we'll create avenues by having a very rich friend. Yeah, I, I would be interested to look at it from uh, just being, even though it's a, a fiction in there, it's, it's historical fiction. So how much of the references in there are actually uh, things that were happening at the time and if anyone like crosses over in reality or anything. Well, I, th- mm. I think the idea is that it is sort of whole, like predominantly more fiction than that. And so the historical events that happen in the book are really only mentioned so that you have a sort of idea and a reminder of what time it's actually taking place so you so you can't just be like oh well why didn't he just text her well because in 99 people weren't carrying around mobile phones like like Mm -hmm. we do now you know because it's very easy to sort of forget that oh they're they're game developers Mm but it's the 90s or it's the early 2000s like it's very easy to forget that because they're it they're so wrapped up it's not about co- pop cultural references it's yeah. about their relationships with each other and making the game and what that means for them and how their careers grow and the roads you don't take or the chances mm-hmm. you don't take because again you know they're they're best friends and 
I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil it, but I want to talk about <laughs> it because it's so like it's mm. so important. It's such a. I don't know. It's a it's a topic and a, a concept that I mm. really really enjoy. This idea of like, um, sort of unconditional love, but maybe sometimes realizing too late or or those sorts of things or or how we show the people that we love that we love them in what ways and why telling telling your friends that you love them is actually also important mm-hmm. because there's a point where resentment grows because one of them is very open about saying you know I love you and all of that but the other one doesn't and it's not that they don't love them it's just that they don't say it because they're wrapped up in all of their own insecurities and everything that's happened to them in their life. And question. Yes. What game? What type of game are they making? Well, they started with like a a single player sort of RPG adventure game. Mhm. Uh and then they made a sequel which <laughs> was it a mobile? Classic. No. Okay. Not at that point unless it was Snake. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was like if a If it was Snake. Whoa, that would think be um what am I thinking of? Uh, I think The Witcher, but if it was made in the 90s, I guess. It's action RPG? or Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, uh, yeah, it just, I, I don't know. Then they made, they did make an MMO RPG, and then sort of went from there they like grew their little studio and so they mm. have more people to help make more games mm. yeah but it's not a love story but it is about love it is about love you love your friends there's so much more love than just romantic I, love i tell yeah. everyone i love them these days yeah you got to we tell are, your friends you love them not to get too like psychoanalytical and just like how you should behave and everything but especially when i was a younger man you know, it's very, very common that all you do is rag on your friends. Mm. And we came to a realization one day that all we do is insult each other all day long and it actually was starting to have a negative impact on how we felt. So we stopped. Not that we never do it, but, you know, we are as positive as we are joking around with each other's flaws. Yeah. I think it's important to sometimes reinforce that. So sometimes things should be said. Yeah. Mm. And I think it, I, I found it really interesting about how they tried to sort of put their themselves and their lives into the games that they were making mm. I would recommend it mm. sort of loosely game related but if you like games and you like books you might as you might like it if you, you like things that it. are loose you, that's it's not it's not a loose it's not a, <laughs> it's not a love, loose what book you it's not like a wild <laughs> and loose book <laughs> it's just uh, some quick gymnastics to work out how you can interpret goose. that to be something my goose is totally loose how funky is your chicken? Okay, I think we're going to listen to Tomorrow <laughs> and tomorrow and tomorrow. And tomorrow. And tomorrow. Yes. Well, the, the title is is the idea that you can relive the that thing tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. You have endless lives. You don't always have endless lives. Depends on what game you're playing. But uh, in the game, in their games, you had endless lives. So yeah, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. It just keeps going. Recurring. Yep. Anyway, well, you have a review for us? I do, I do. I'm going to talk about the game Birth, which just came out about a week ago. First saw it... Is um, it the prequel to Life? Uh, well, yes, and then um, 
Well, I, I, no, I, I lost where I was going to go with the joke. I was going to go, oh, and then Afterbirth. But no, we already did prequel. And then I'm like, oh, well, now I'm, I've got myself in a corner. Um, the, the, the prequel Digging to... Digging yourself a grave. Yes, even. exactly. Okay, let's reset. <laughs> so Birth is a simple game by solo developer Madison Carr. Birth gives us a simple task of finding a friend. Sorry, not finding, building out of bones and organs. Bones and organs you find scattered around your town. Doesn't seem Mm. particularly unusual in this world, however, as it's populated with humanoid figures with sort of hollowed out animal skulls for heads. If you can think about in Beetlejuice when Alec Baldwin like pulls his face down and he's got that sort of big open skull, that's what you're going to expect in here. But the art style's a bit more like almost Wes Anderson twee. It's very friendly, it. but it's very lonely. Uh, this game, in part, is inspired by loneliness of the pandemic. Mm. Um, but whilst that's definitely an inspiration of it, I would have to say that beyond this base concept and then sort of a resolution that happens, there's not a lot of detail in story. It's more about feelings and um, and just giving you weird, surreal situations. This is a it is essentially a puzzle game. You get a whole bunch of areas in this town, like you go into the bookshop or you go into a cafe or um, any sort of location. And in there will be a bunch, bunch of small puzzles. And when you complete all those puzzles, you get another bone or another organ to build your new friend. Uh, what this means is it's very casual. Um, I, like most things I play now, played it on my Steam Deck. It worked fine. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. computer only at the moment, however. So... The thing about puzzle games like this is that I do somewhat reject the concept of them being puzzle games because puzzle to me means that it's more of a process of thinking through a larger whole. While games like this, I think more of toys. Mm. So uh, there's a lot of like returning things to places they should be. Uh, like there's aquarium and all the fish are missing and you go and collect one for each thing. And like making up a puzzle. There might be... There might be a bunch of uh, flies flying around and they've got some uh, fly paper hanging from the roof at different lengths. And it's like, oh, well, if I just put each fly in the right at the end of each piece of paper, then that solved that little puzzle. So it's not really about, like, working out a thing. It's about playing with a little device Mm. and seeing, like, okay, what can I do with it and what's the solution here? Um, if you've seen a, there's a game a little to the left a little bit like where it's like oh I'm just kind of organising things and getting it through okay. even when it gets to more puzzly stuff like there are some Tangram style puzzles mm. I hit them like first time which made me go I bet there's just multiple solutions to this and it's really lax because it's not about taxing you it's about putting you in this surreal environment which is quite macabre but friendly about it mm. like uh, you know you might find bits of you need inside a rotting rat but the rat's like kind of nicely taxidermy style and in this nice art style. So it's not really confronting. Uh, I don't know, I was showing it to you before, Caroline, yeah. and there were spiders and you're not a big fan of the spiders. It didn't like the way it moved. It yeah. moved a bit too... It's like, I think if you're like, yeah. if you like, uh, yeah, Tim Tim Burton-y Wes Anderson, which uh, is... Ah, yes, my favorite two. Yeah, th- those two, <laughs> you know how they're always crossing over. Uh, it's probably more in there. It's quite a short game. Mm. And really, there's not a lot else to say about it other than it being like pleasant, short, and it's a non-taxing time. Uh, which meant, I'm like, this is going to be a short review. So it reminded me of another game. So I'm going to review another game. <laughs> okay, that was Birth. 
Uh, the other game I was going to talk about is a game called My Lovely Daughter. Now, this game's got some meat to it. Years ago, mm-hmm. I think probably about two years ago, mm-hmm. I was... Does this um, have anything to do with your actual daughter? <laughs> With, no, 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 not my real daughter. And God, no, when you hear more about what this game is. Um, so I already owned this game and I was looking through my Steam list with a friend. Like, mm. what's this? Let's just start it up and see. I'm sure it's crap, but whatever. Um, and That's a great way to have a Steam library. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not. So it's quite interesting. Uh, so you play uh, Faust, who, uh, you know, anyone named that name, you're going to expect some things from. Um and you've woken up it's an amnesia thing blah 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 and there in your home which is a bit of a laboratory is your daughter dead Hmm. um but next to it is a ball with her soul in it um now this whole game is a management simulator where you have to make homunculi to feed to the soul so you make all these daughters so you go, oh, well, I'll get a bunch of wood, put that together, I'll make this little wood girl. Mm. And, and um, you know, and we can send her out on tasks to get me money and resources to make other homunculi, and you can have, it's either five or six at once. And I mean at once, because of the way you get the soul out of them is sacrificing them. Oh, and yeah. they, it is um, like a very sort of sketchy, dark ass, closer to like an Ed- Edward Gorey sort of style to it. But it is, like, they don't want to be killed. It is oh. it is a dark story that this goes through, and you've got to experiment and find different combinations and get affinities and build relationships with them, and then still sacrifice to try and get your daughter back. Uh, um. There was a sequel made called My Lovely Wife, which I didn't like as much. The art was like a bit better, and I didn't like it being better. I liked it being mm. a bit rough, um, and that's your wife and this succubi. So it gets a little bit weird because you're Ooh. sort of prostituting them out. I'm like, yeah, no, I just prefer killing children. Yeah, say that again. Yeah, I just prefer killing children. Yeah, but it was actually like both very confronting. But then once you're into the zone of it, it's like, yeah, it, quite Edward Gorey-ish mm-hmm. in that, like... So it's a really surprising little management sim, uh, which I'm sure you pick up for nothing these days. Um, oh, yeah. It was, it was yeah, released and there's by there's always Togi. sales going on, too. Oh, yeah. So. But it's a really surprising, really unique game that's actually quite mm. satisfying as a management game, oh. um, which I don't really do with it. Basically, you're just experimenting with different recipes and then sending, sending your girls out to do jobs around the town, and they've got affinities well. and everything. Thank you, Paul. That's you really took the 666 being the devil's number I thought get some uh, of it side in. of this episode, um, where I was like literally in the Discord, I was like, we're not going to take that approach. <laughs> and then here we are. I but, thought some but, macabre. You can get my lovely fair, daughter on Switch. Oh, cool. Oh, I even, didn't know the Switch port. Even 666 as an angel number is about uh, things not being quite right around you, so you should probably change them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. On on the other show that I do, we occasionally encounter angel numbers, and we mm-hmm. like to talk about them on air. Oh. We had a particularly uh, interesting episode with the number three. Yes. So, you know, other such things. Repeating numbers are lots of fun, and I'm <laughs> very happy I got to do 666 so, when like I Like the alliteration that. of numbers. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. I'm sure there's a word for that, and I feel like I should know it. But <laughs> I think... That's it for tonight. Um, so we're going to say bye. I'm Ronnie. You are Paul. And you are Caroline. And this is Zed Games. Zed Games. And, we love um, you very much. Yeah. Yes, we do. Thanks and for we're listening. Say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZED Games AU. See, See you next time. time.